Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus $30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Welcome to the Hot Corner Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with your host, Dr. Ray, the softball-playing chiropractor and the official chiropractor of ISPS, Emmanuel T. Ferrero III, the commissioner of international slow-pitch softball. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS radio podcast channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the Hot Corner. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. How are we doing tonight? It's your host here, the softball-playing chiropractor, Dr. Ray T. As always, each and every Wednesday night here on the Hot Corner at 7 p.m. on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Station on Blog Talk Radio. We want to give a shout-out to everybody out there listening tonight. We want to also, as always, thank Miami Sports and Lifestyle Radio for uh, picking us up and playing our show. We want to give a shout-out to all their listeners, everybody down here in the 305. And I want to tell you all about the show that we got ready to go here tonight. So we've got a lot to get to. Um, we've got bets. We've got guests. We've got fantasy. We've got real-life stuff going on. We've got all kinds of things happening. So on tonight's show, I uh, want to let you guys know what we got going on. We've got Steve Goody from PocketRadar.com. He's going to tell us a little bit about that. Um, we also want to uh, give thanks to Tim Gabbard from the Fall League movie for coming last week. Um, and tonight's health topic is all going to be about uh, emotional health. So last week we talked about the first part of the breakdown of what it takes to really be healthy, physical, chemical, and emotional health. And this week we're going to be talking about emotional, the emotional aspect of it. Um, we also have uh, David Dwork uh, from CBS Miami. He's going to be doing our Sports Dwork Minute. Um, and of course, as always, you know, we're going to, we're going to be breaking everything down here for you guys as best as we possibly can. Um, so wanted to go ahead and introduce the main man, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that all of you guys know out there, Mr. Manuel T. Ferrero. The sir. What's going on, Dr. Ray? What's going on, brother? Oh, my friend, another beautiful day in the neighborhood. You know how it is. How's everything going on with you? Man, I can't complain, man. I can't complain. Beautiful day in paradise. I'm already feeling uh, the changing of the weather. Uh, It's not as hot. I know here in Miami it's always hot, but um, it's not as hot as uh, as it was a few weeks ago, man. So I'm I'm enjoying that. And... uh, Nothing much, Dr. Ray here, another show on the Hot Corner Show. 
And um, dude, I wanna I wanna get my hands on one of these pocket radars, man, and I wanna check out my ball exit speed, man. See what uh see how hard I'm hitting those balls, man. And uh it's a nice a good uh, a good guest, Mr. Steve Goody from Pocket Radar. We're gonna talk to him about that. And and uh oh yes, Doctor Ray, your uh, friendly bets here with uh David Dwork. On Thursday night football, I can't wait to talk to, talk about that. Uh, you finally lost something, man, with sports, man. You're always winning fantasy baseball, fantasy football. You're always uh, it's good to see you lose something, Doctor. Well, you know what? Uh, if there's people that that want to see you lose, that means that you're on top of your game. So I'll take it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that works for me. Uh, but anyway, why don't we go ahead and let's take our first break of the night. And when we come back, we'll be with uh, talking with Steve Goody from Pocket Radar. And you guys can learn about what the Pocket Radar is and exactly how you can get your hands on one and how it can help you. All right? So we'll be right back in a moment talking with Steve Goody from PocketRadar.com. Listen to the Hot Corner Show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the ISPS Radio Podcast Channel. Call the show at 347-637-3978 and talk sports and health topics with Dr. Ray. Plus, slow-pitch softball from around the world with Manuel T. Ferrero III, fantasy sports, special guests, and more. Call the show now on the special guest call-in hotline at 347-637-3978. Now, bring your A-game, because you're about to experience the hot corner. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Again, Dr. Ray here, your host, the softball playing chiropractor. And we, right now we want to go ahead and welcome in Mr. Steve Goody from PocketRadar.com. Steve, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great, Dr. Ray. Thanks for having me on the show, and I'm, I'm glad to be on. Definitely. It's, it's great to have you. Um, why don't you go ahead and start telling our listeners a little bit about, number one, who you are, and also what exactly the Pocket Radar is. Sure. Glad to do that. So um, I'm uh, Steve Goody, the CEO and co-founder of Pocket Radar. And the Pocket Radar, as it sounds, is actually the world's first pro-level radar gun that fits in your pocket. Our product's the size of an iPhone. You can check it out on pocketradar.com. We have been around for almost six years now selling this uh, second-generation product actually called the Ball Coach. And um, our radar gun has been adopted by many top elite athletes, coaches, teams, schools, uh, clubs. Uh, it's used worldwide by many, many people. Um, our our um, goal was to create a radar gun that was uh, pro-level accuracy that uh, was affordable to the, the broad market. And at, at about $300, uh, we've achieved that. And uh, it is as accurate, actually more accurate than guns that cost four times as much. Uh, and so a lot of scouts at the amateur level have been starting to use it as well. well um, but the most exciting thing about the product is is that, uh, and the thing that a lot of people don't know about radar, is they think of radar guns, they hear radar gun, and they think, oh, that's, uh, you know, Major League Baseball, scouting, that kind of thing, pitching only. Uh, when in reality, actually, the, the coaches that um, know a lot about radar use radar for everything. They use it to you know, develop uh, not only pitching fastball speeds, but um, off-speed pitch control, for example, is an unusual use that most people don't know about, but it's common within the uh, coaches that do this. 
And then in the softball community, um, especially the slow pitch community, um, where it's really interesting is for developing uh, more hitting power uh, by using um, the radar gun to measure your exit velocity, which is, you know, the actual velocity of that ball as it comes off the bat. And ultimately that determines how far that ball is going to go uh, on the field or over the fence, hopefully. Now, Steve, this is uh, Manny over here from ISPS. I- I'm kind of curious, when did the uh, pocket radar onto the market and because I haven't really seen it until I read why did you bring the pocket radar out into the market? That's a good question, Manny. Um, basically, we looked at other radar guns that were around. Uh, we're technical people. We're all engineers. We were looking for something to do that would be a big contribution and, and change something that had been the same way for a while. And we looked at all these radar guns that have been around for many decades, literally, that are the big, you know, several pound guns that all the scouts hold, that uh, coaches use. And these things are awkward, expensive, fragile. They need recalibration, and, we, and, and the batteries are problematic. And we heard all these complaints, and we just sort of rethought the whole thing and said, well, what if, what if a radar gun could be like a stopwatch? It could be on the field with a coach, be rugged, be affordable, accurate, uh, and just be a, a go-to tool all the time to have on the field. We believed if we could do that, we could change the entire nature of, of radar from being this unusual piece of equipment that very few people have access to and are hesitant to use, even if, even if they do have it. Uh, and we just wanted to shift the whole the whole paradigm. And so we set the goal to create the pocket radar, and, and we did that. We launched our first model in um, January of 2010, and since then, about uh, two years ago almost, we've introduced our second model called the Ball Coach, which was optimized for ball sports based on all the feedback we got the first few years. And so now the Ball Coach radar is really an optimal tool for measuring anything related to sports, whether the moving ball, whether it's softball, baseball, lacrosse, hockey, tennis, uh, volleyball, any sport that is a moving ball, um, it's, a, it's a great uh, tool to have for training. Um, and it's changed the way people train, actually. They, uh, now that it's so convenient, we have many coaches that call us up after using it and say, this has changed the nature of how I train with my team. It's taken my team to higher levels. Um, you know, really, the exciting thing is the changes that it's allowed to happen for many uh, coaches and athletes that, that didn't have access to this kind of equipment. Um, and the magic of the radar, actually, for training is that, like with most sports, you know, giving giving yourself feedback as an athlete or having a coach get the feedback uh, that's quantitative, that has objective numbers in it, um, is far more valuable than the subjective opinion. You know, that, well, that hit sounded really solid. Uh, it looked like it was really good, especially if you're training indoors and you don't see where it goes on the field. Uh, you're in a tunnel or a cage or hitting into a net. You don't really have that feedback of how powerful that hit was. And that exit velocity that you measure with the gun actually gives you an exact number that uh, is directly related to the power of the hit. Um, in fact, every mile per hour you can add through training and improvement with your exit velocity is about another five feet roughly uh, of travel on the ball in the game. So, you know, you add five miles an hour to uh, your exit velocity, you're going to go 25 feet further in a, in, with a well-hit ball in the game. That's that's a big deal. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I think that you, you kind of broke down a little bit my next question, but can you go over kind of the application and, and the way that people use the pocket radar to train differently for different sports? So, 
you know, do they get a baseline reading using the pocket radar and then go and do some drills and do some training or modify swings in certain ways? What have you seen has been, you know, effective ways for people? And, and, you know, since we have a lot of softball listeners out there, how might softball players specifically be able to use the pocket radar to hit the ball farther to, you know, instead of hitting 300.5, you know, get it over the fence for sure, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. No, fortunately, uh, you know, I'm an engineer by training, but I've been lucky enough to meet uh, some of the best coaches in the world in different sports and uh, get to watch what they do with it. Uh, and what I've seen, uh, especially from hitting coaches, uh, even pro MLB hitting coaches and amateur coaches, um, they do everything you just said. They they use the radar not only as an assessment tool to see where an athlete stands and ranks relative to others in that sport at that peer level, uh, so it's great to uh, sort of set the baseline by an initial measurement and to see where you rank relative to other things. I mean, like, you know, most people in baseball know that if you have exit velocities of over 90 miles an hour, they'll go out of a major league park. Well, that's that's an interesting number. So if you're training and hitting, that puts some calibration on it. But more importantly, when you're training personally with a coach or by yourself, if you set your baseline by measuring yourself and what your ex- exit velocity is in the beginning – that's your starting point. And then measurement ongoing allows you to um, track your progress and actually have a definitive record of where you've gone and how far you've gone. And specifically, the way it's used in training is the most interesting thing. Um, uh, typically, it is done with a T to control the variables, although it can be done with some soft toss or live BP too. But uh, to do a more controlled uh, sort of Exercise, if you're working on mechanics, especially trying to change them or rebuild them or improve them, uh, controlling the variables is always great. So a lot of coaches will put an athlete on a tee, hitting into a net, and typically set up the radar, you know, in line with the with the ball being struck. So they might be behind the athlete uh, 15, 20 feet with the radar. You're sort of aiming it right at the tee and the ball, and as the athlete hits line drives into the net, it, it tells the radar tells you the exit velocity of the ball coming off that bat. Now, the magic of that, and this, you know, as an engineer, I, I witnessed this, and it was amazing. I watched a top coach work with a couple of, uh, actually, in this case, it was some high school-age girls playing travel ball. These were elite players, but they weren't getting hitting power that they wanted. They wanted to go to college and have sort of home run capability, and they didn't They didn't have that. They were far from that, despite the fact they'd been probably hitting a softball for 10 years and working with coaches. They weren't getting there. They were at a barrier. And what I witnessed was amazing. This coach, um, and this applies to slow pitch as well, took these uh, athletes, um, used a little bit of video and a lot of radar. So set up the tee, the net, the radar, the video camera, started with a baseline of their exit speed, uh, saw where they were at. The coach looked at them, looked at the video, and saw their flaws and their mechanics. And then the mission was to rebuild that swing right there. And so they used the radar hit by hit on every single hit, and then the video every few dozen hits. Um, like, for example, in this case, some of the girls, they were um, they had lower body problems. They weren't getting enough power using their lower body. So first thing they tackled was that, and they gave, the coach gave them instruction on how to do something different. And here's what the magic part is. When you're trying to change a swing that you've had for years and it's, a, it's, it's sort of locked into muscle memory, deviating off of that, I think every athlete would agree, feels – just strange and foreign and you're not really sure if you're doing the right thing so the radar allows the the coach and the athlete to hear on each hit whether they actually 
got it, so to speak. It's like their, their roadmap. Uh, so it lets them know, uh, wow, that's strange new mechanics that you just taught me. I finally figured out how to do a little bit of it. And that ball popped off two miles an hour higher in velocity of exit speed, meaning that I did the right thing. And the next hit, maybe it went down, which means I didn't get it. So at first they struggled, you know, a little on, a little off, but the, the number from the radar guided them. And then the coach brought them over to the video screen when they made some progress and showed them visually what they had done differently to burn it in visually. And over an hour, both of these girls were sort of the exceptional case and they achieved 10 miles an hour of increased exit speed, effectively making their ball travel probably 50 feet further in a game. And these were some of the more exceptional results on the average you know, after a few weeks of work, a kid can get, you know, three to five, maybe sometimes more. Depends on the athleticism. Depends on their ability to take uh, feedback. Now, Steve, I know you mentioned this a little bit earlier about the old school, bulky, big radar guns that you see behind the backstop in major league games with the scouts that you mentioned. How how accurate are these pocket, ro- uh, pocket rockets? Listen to me. Wow. What am I thinking about? <laughs> <laughs> pocket radars, uh, how accurate are they compared to the old-school radar guns? Well, I mean, if you go on to some of the websites for the typical gold standard in radars like the Stalker guns and uh, Jugs guns, um, and you look at their spec sheets, you actually will see that we're more accurate than those guns by their specifications. And so, you know, technically we're actually more accurate, um, which was a pretty pretty good accomplishment we were quite proud of them that it fits in your pocket and it's a fraction of the cost. So people can trust that, um, you know, they're accurate. And quite honestly, it's one of the big challenges we faced early on is that people would see this radar gun at a little tiny device fits in your pocket and they just wouldn't believe it, it was too good to be true. You know, it can't be accurate or, you know, some other uh, excuse. And, and so many of our early adopters that are, you know, um, serious people with credentials that some of them are major league teams in MLB, were skeptical and took the guns out and compared them side by side. And after several hundred comparison throws or hits, came back and said, I can't believe this. You're right. It is. So that was one of the um, really satisfying things is produce um, a gun of this level, of this pro-level quality. Um, And that's what made a lot of these uh, coaches embrace this as the go-to tool now because they can have it every day with them on the field like their stopwatch and be very spontaneous with the radar, whether they're working with uh, batters or pitchers or position players. They can make a quick assessment, give some immediate feedback to the athlete. Uh, It's just really changed the whole paradigm because they used to have these expensive guns locked away, and they would bring them out every couple weeks for a session, and that didn't do much at all to give feedback to athletes when they needed it. It was just sort of a let's check in on a baseline and see where we're at, which is a whole much more reduced way to use the power of radar. Um, so it's really shifted the whole paradigm of how coaches and athletes use radar for their improvement, and it accelerates their improvement by these methods that I'm talking about. Man, I tell you what, I I gotta I gotta get my hands on one of these pocket radars because, I mean, I want to use it. I'm gonna take it out and and get to hit some BP and see, you know, if, <clears throat> if I can work on getting the swing down a little bit sweeter. And, you know, a lot of times people think, you know, if I just swing as hard as I can, I'm going to hit the ball farther. But it's really about finding a rhythm and finding a way to move the bat through the zone and being able to clear the wrist. And there's a lot of technique involved. And with a tool like this, I can see how it would be really cool to, you know, try different grips and try different things and see what really 
you know, not feels the best, but really gets the best results. But um, I'll tell you what, Steve, yep. we're, we're uh, running a little bit short on our segment. So why don't you go ahead and remind everybody, again, where they can find these things, where they can purchase them. Um, if you have any social media, let everybody know where they can follow you and check all those things out. Um, and, of course, give a shout-out to anybody that, that you would like to. Sure, absolutely. So pocketradar.com is our main website to learn a lot more. We also have a ballcoachradar.com, which is specifically for the, the product that's really uh, specialized for ball for ball sports. You can find us online. If you Google Pocket Radar, you'll find us all over the place. We're available on Amazon, Team Express, lots of online purchasing channels. Um, and uh, social media, if you just search for Pocket Radar, you'll find us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and, and uh, other, other social media sites. So we're... Um, we're widely available and visible online, and, and we're about $300. And um, if you look at these sites, you'll see that there's a lot of testimonials, especially on Amazon, of people that have uh, purchased and used the product and uh, you know, get their viewpoint on it, on using it. So um, that's about it. All right, excellent. Well, we definitely want to thank you for joining us here on the show. And uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and when we get back in a moment, we're going to hear about actually a softball joke and some of the ISPS upcoming events. We'll be right back after this. Listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSradio.com. And thank you very much, Dr. Ray, and thank you to uh, Steve Goody from PocketRadio.com. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Tommy Scott, one of our directors here in South Florida. He's supposed to be Big uh, Cat for Worlds down here at Memphis Ponson Park Complex. Congratulations to Pitch a Tank. Uh, they won the Men's Upper Division and Maiden Dave. Won the uh, lower division. Uh, coming up next month in October, we have a couple of tournaments up in St. Augustine. We have the Treaty Park Championship Co ed uh, division tournament up in the City Park in St. Augustine. Then we have, actually, that is October 10th. Next same day at Trade Winds Park over here in Coconut Creek, we have the uh, lower men's division. Trade Winds Park at October 17th. October 17th, the Z4000 Hit My Stick, which is uh, powered by Louisville Slugger over at Mills Pond Softball Complex in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And the City of Miami Slopit Softball Educational Tournament is at various parks in the City of Miami, especially at uh, Gibson Park and Peacock Park in Coconut and that is completely hosted by the City of Miami, uh, Major Regalado, and Commissioner Francis Flores. And then last but not least, November 7th, actually November 6th through the 8th, is the 2015 ISPS World Championships at Mills Pond Softball Complex. I just had the pleasure, as a matter of fact, uh, last night at 1 o'clock in the morning, uh, we had a conference call with India, and uh, India will be participating in this year's ISPS World Championship. And this next segment um, is hosted by My Town Tutors, 
You can follow them at My Town Tutors um, and also at MyTownTutors.com. This is the weekly softball joke, and uh, this week's softball joke is uh, the following. Did you hear the joke about the softball? No, it'll leave you in stitches. <laughs> oh, well, there, um, <laughs> there you go, Dr. Ray. And that is the um, the softball joke of the week. It's a little bit corny, but I hope to have some uh, better ones next week, Dr. Ray. <laughs> yes, sir. I hope you do bring some some better ones next week. Actually, that one was kind of funny. It's just uh, it's underrated. I think how funny that 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 joke actually might be. But um, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take another quick break. And when we do, we're gonna be right back talking about our health topic. Remember that this is the second part of three. We're gonna be talking about emotional health here in just a moment. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive, preventive, and personalized. Frontier Spine and Healthcare. Area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. Alrighty, excellent. So we are back and we are ready to talk about health, my favorite subject. And I want to get you guys a little bit involved here with this one because when you go to the doctor, the last thing you think about is I need to do something. Generally, people, whenever they go to the doctor, just leave with a prescription and they get a medication and boom, they're going to be good to go. Now, as we talked about last week, um, and as we always talk about here on the show, it's real important that you guys understand that when you take a medicine, it, it's not making you healthier. What it's doing is it's changing the way that your body is working, and sometimes that will reduce your risk for having a symptom or a, a, a really serious problem developing. So you're, you're kind of putting a Band-Aid over a, a, a cut, but you're not really helping the, the cut heal. So one thing that we want to do is we want to, as we take medications, look for the underlying reasons for the need for those medications because – we don't have, you know, a medication because – or we don't have a symptom because of a lack of a medication. So you don't get headaches because you, you don't have enough Advil in your system, for example. But Advil does help with that. Now, if we can find out where there's a deficiency in your system, we can get rid of the headaches that way as well too. And that's really what natural medicine is all about, but it does incorporate physical, chemical, and emotional health. So how do emotions play a role? Well, one of the easiest ways to take a look at this is to think about people who have that kind of nervous stomach, right? So you got to do a presentation in front of the class or you have to you have to give a presentation for your boss or you have to get up in front of a huge crowd of people and say something or you have to open you have to give a speech at a wedding. You know, these are all things that give people not only emotional fits but also they can become physical. 
they can give you issues with having, you know, kind of uh, a rumbly in your tumbly and you can get gassy and you can get nervous and clammy and your heart rate speeds up and your hands start sweating and you feel hot, but you're really cold and all these things happen and it's all because of your emotions and because of what you're thinking. So you have to remember that your body hears everything that your mind thinks. So the more that we associate negativity, the more that we play the role of the victim, the more that we think that it's everybody else's fault and not ours, the farther that we fall into this spiral of symptoms and and issues that we're never going to be able to get better from until we step up, own it, and say, you know what, I've got this problem, but I'm going to get better from it because as long as you are alive, you have the ability to heal. And what I try to do is tell people that, listen, it's in your hands. The best doctor around is inside of you, but you have to believe it. And you have to also believe that you're doing the things that you need in order to get better. So that's why what I do is try to find all the reasons that show why people have what they have. And by finding out why, like the commercial says, good doctors know what to do, but great doctors know why. Why is really the most important thing because if we don't ever address the why, it's always going to be there and the problem is going to continue to be there. So when it comes to emotional health, I try to tell people, pick your battles, fight the fights that you can, that you can fight. You know, you can't change what somebody else is doing in traffic. There's no point in punching the steering wheel and thinking about, you know, pulling the guy over and fighting them. I mean, there's, it's doing nothing but, but stressing you out and making your health problems worse. Um, you can't do anything about somebody else at work and not doing their job or whatever the case is. You know, and, and I've had to tell people before, quit your job. If your job is giving you that much emotional stress, it's worse for your health. There's another job that you can find that will be better for you emotionally. And guess what? You may not make the same amount of money, but you'll have more time. And if you have more time, then you can make more money. And if you're happy, it's way easier to make money because we attract things from the universe as well too. A good friend of mine is just now doing all these kinds of attract this and attract um, – her name is, is actually Misty Buck, and you guys should check her out. She's doing some really, really good work with energy and attracting the things that you want to attract. And it's the truth. If you wake up in the morning and you say, you know, think about what's, what's your why, what gets you going, what are your goals, what do you want to accomplish that day? You know, if you wake up and you just go to work and you're just going through the routine and this and that, you know, you're you're not living that day to your to your to your best, you know, and that's something that you want to try to do. Every day should not just be surviving. We shouldn't just be getting through every day. We should be thriving. We should be enjoying things. You know, we should be waking up full of emotion and full full of life and ready to go. Um and if you if you're not that way, there's a lot of things that you can do. So yoga is great because yoga makes you think about and breathe and get in tune with your body and it helps you clear your thoughts and everybody feels better after a yoga class. But if you can take that and work on doing some meditation or something like that, 15 minutes a day is generally what I tell my patients. Try to find 15 minutes a day where you can do something with the right side of your brain as opposed to the left side of your brain. Do something constructive. Make something with your hands. I don't care if it's ceramics or pottery or building model airplanes or drawing or whatever the case is, something where you're constructing and being creative and using the right side of your brain where you're not listening to something, trying to figure something out, problem solving. You know, these are all things that we do all day, every day. 
And the same way where we need to have a physical, chemical, emotional balance, we also need to balance both the hemispheres of our brain. And I know that you guys have heard before that, oh, that guy's left brain. He's math and science, and she's right brain. She's all artsy-fartsy. But you need to get a mix of those two, and you need to be able to get the left side of your brain working along with the right side of your brain. And when you find that balance, it really helps to, to relieve your, phys- your physiological stresses that are a result of your emotions. You know, so when you work yourself up, remember that your body doesn't know if you're nervous about speaking in front of a crowd or running from a lion. It's still the same thing. So if you're emotionally stressed all day, every day, always worrying and all these things, and you're like, oh, my job sucks, my relationship sucks, I'm not happy, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that, and everything is negative, your body is going to be running on fumes. You're, you're fatiguing your adrenal glands. You are getting rid of all the good things in your body that you're probably not getting enough of in your diet in the first place. So it's extremely important to realize, pick those battles, fight what you can fight. You know, that prayer um, that says, God, give me the strength to uh, change the things that I can and to, and to just accept the things that I can't, that, that is an amazing, an amazing thing and a great tool for some people, you know. If you're not religious, that's okay, but think about picking your battles, fighting the, fighting the fights that you can and everything else, you know, don't, don't not be concerned but don't worry and don't stress because that stress and that worry is only affecting your health even more. So one of the things that I, that I do and when I look at this with some people, and this is one way that I want you guys to try to see if you have these issues. When you lay down and, and you're lying down and you stand up quickly, if you get really dizzy for that moment, that could be a sign that your adrenal glands are actually fatigued. If you're tired all the time, if you wake up and you feel completely unrested, that could be uh, adrenal fatigue. And believe it or not, most of the things that cause adrenal fatigue are actually emotionally related. You know, so you guys got to realize the importance of thinking positive and being positive and attracting positive things. You know, if you wake up every day and you stress about your bank account and you stress about this, you're only attracting more negativity. So attract everything positive. Take 15 minutes. Close your eyes, sit in a room. If you need to light a candle and put on some, some, you know, jazz music or whatever you want, something with no words, whatever the case is, something just to clear your mind for a moment. And then just visualize. What do you want to look like? What do you want to feel like? What do you want to drive? What do you want your kids to do? What do you want your job to do? What do you want to change at your job? Think about all the positive things that can happen to you and start attracting them. And stop thinking about why me? and why this, and why that, and what am I going to do if this happens, and what am I going to do if that happens. This is probably my favorite, favorite quote, all right? Really, really important, all right? Think about this, guys. <clears throat> so let's say you're, in a, you know, you're, you're stressing about something, right? When you stress about something that, that hasn't happened yet, all right, when you worry, <clears throat> what if this happens to me? Basically what you're doing is you're taking out and you're paying interest on a loan that you may never actually take out. You're paying stress. You're stressing, and you're paying on that loan. But you may not ever even borrow that money. It may never even really happen. Oh, my God, what if this happens to me tomorrow? What am I going to do? I don't know what's going to happen. Why stress about that? Why think about those things? Because if it happens, hey, guess what? Now you have to deal with it. If it doesn't happen, guess what? Spend all that time worrying about it. It's like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere. So the, the whole point of this emotional 
aspect of your health is that if you can't find a way to meditate or a way to clear your mind or you can't seem to get away from these negative thoughts and you're struggling with it, that's when you want to try to find somebody that can help you out. Now, I'm not a psychologist or, or a psychiatrist. I don't deal with people's emotional health other than giving the advice that I just gave. But I do work with some professionals that, that can help with hypnosis, that can help with, you know, addressing underlying causes and different reasons. And believe it or not, a lot of people that have these negative thoughts also have digestive issues. Then that's something where I can make a big, uh, a big help. The same way that the brain and the mind are connected, uh, or excuse, excuse me, the mind and the stomach are connected going one way, it can also work the other. Um, and absorption of nutrients in these things can really play a role in, you know, having people be more anxious and having issues with uh, depression as well, too. So if you feel like you can't get away from these thoughts, please, 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 before you try antidepressants, try a natural way of helping with these things. And there's a lot of nutrients and over-the-counter things that you can try um, that can help out a lot without making the problem worse um, because antidepressants are, are probably the hardest drug to try to get off of because of what it does to your brain. Um, so, again, you know, it's, it's National Suicide Prevention Week um, or month or one of the two. Um, and just to get the, these, these things out there, you know, emotional health is something that it's not a game. It's extremely important. Um, and improving that and, and helping people be healthy for me is extremely important. I feel more safe every day when I see less people taking antidepressants and these mind-altering drugs and substances because if you look at all of these shootings, all of these crazy things where people are blowing buildings up and people are doing all these crazy things, what's the one common denominator between all of them? All these people are on some sort of antidepressant drug or mind-altering drug or something of the sort like that. So for me, it's extremely important to make sure that people are healthy, not only in the fact that they're not having symptoms physically, but mentally as well too. It's that whole three-legged stool. You can't sit down on the stool if all three legs aren't even. And you got to have that physical, chemical, and emotional balance. So if you guys are out there and you're listening and you're struggling with any of these emotional things, you know, like I said, feel free to let me know. You don't have to call the show. You don't have to send me a message on Twitter and put your whole thing out there. Call the office. Um, you know, send me a direct message, whatever the case is, and I'll work with you to try to help you out as best as I can. But it's extremely, extremely important that you guys get some help if you need it when it comes to these things. Don't let it, you know, come, come to, some, to a situation that you can't handle anymore. And if you feel like you're in a situation that you can't handle it anymore, that's what we're here for. So, again, I'd be more than happy to help you guys out. Um, and, and that's it. So if there's any questions regarding, you know, the emotional side of health and some of the things that you can do in order to help yourself, uh, feel free to uh, reach out. All right, that's what we're here for. So we're going to take a quick break here, and uh, when we get back, we're actually going to have our Sports Minute with David Dwork. We'll be right back. Frontier Spine and Healthcare brings you the cutting edge in healthcare with all the newest research and techniques in natural medicine. Although many people share the same symptoms, they all have them for different reasons. Using thorough physical examination and the newest technology in diagnostic testing, we can truly discover why you have the symptoms you do. Remember that good doctors know what you have, but great doctors know why. Call 786-353-HEAL or click www.353heal.com to schedule your appointment and experience the future of medicine today. Predictive preventive and personalized 
Frontier Spine and Healthcare, area code 786-353-HEAL or www.353heal.com. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. It's Sports with the Sports Dork. Live right now on the ISPS Radio Network. With sports news and entertainment for all you dwarks out there. Follow him on Twitter at David Dwork. And call the show now at 347-637-3978. And ask the dwark anything. Nothing's off topic. And now, the sports dwark, David Dwork. All right, we are back. Dave, how are we doing tonight, my man? How's everything going with you? Uh, everything's going well, man. Everything's going very well. How about you guys? All good? Oh, uh, You know how it is. Wednesday night, fantasy night. We're talking football. We're talking health. We're talking all kinds of stuff here. It's, it's definitely something we always look forward to, and especially now that we've got something riding on it. And uh, I know that thing about this, this bet so far, so I'm interested to hear. You've been keeping it a secret. Tell us. What's the idea? <laughs> well, I was thinking about it, and I wanted I wanted to come up with something that not only the three of us could kind of be into, but something that, you know, everybody who may be out there listening could also kind of enjoy and get a kick out of. So I was thinking, uh, Dr. A, I know you're a Seminoles fan, and Manny, I believe you're a Canes fan. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All the way. It's all okay. about the U. Yes, I agree. Um, so my thought is, whoever ends up being the loser, let's say just, you know, as an example, let's say, Dr. A, you end up finishing in last place because you're currently in last place. Um, you would need to go out and either borrow or buy some Canes gear. I'm thinking at least two items, like a shirt and a hat. Take a picture of yourself in it and send it out on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere possible, everywhere that you can and say something positive about the chains. So I was thinking that would be a fun punishment. Oh, man, you know what? I love it. Um, as a matter of fact, we've done something very similar to that here on the show, and I think Manny has yet to ante up on that. Manny, what's going on with that bet that we had that uh, that I think you were supposed to wear some Seminoles gear? What's happening with that, my friend? You know, you know what? Every every week, more and more, I continue to hate this guy, this sports dork guy. Every week, more and more. <laughs> oh, he, hey, you know what though? That's a great idea, Dave. I love it, man. Let's make it happen. So, whoever ends up losing um, at the end of the season, our, our Thursday night football, our Thursday night football count, they're gonna have to sport some rival gear, and that sounds great to me. Um, the best part about it is, is that everybody that's a friend of mine is going to know that it, I lost a bet. So <laughs> it, sh- it, sh- it should be a lot of fun. Um, but let me ask you, Dave, who who is your biggest rival as a Canes fan? Is it the Knowles or is it the Gators? No, it's definitely the Knowles. I mean, you know, the, the Canes and the Gators haven't really done much for their rivalry in my adult life. They've barely played each other more than a couple of times. And, you know, UM and Florida State play each other every year. There's a clear hatred between the two squads, so it's not even close. Like, you know, I don't like the Gators, but they don't even come close to how much I despise the Seminoles. So I would definitely have to go out 
and buy some uh, garnet and gold because nobody who's a friend of mine is a Seminoles fan that I could borrow from. So I definitely have to make a purchase if I lose this bet. <laughs> All right. That's even better. Support it. We got a new booster. We got a booster for the Knowles, baby. Very good. All right. <laughs> that sounds good. So, um, we're all going to have to go out in public together and take these pictures and we're going to have to make this happen. So um, I'm definitely excited about this. And, and so I am currently in last place right now. We have David and Manny. They both picked the giants last week. I went ahead with the Redskins and I tell you what, the referees did their best to keep me in the game. Uh, what did you guys think about that Thursday night football game last week? Uh, I was glad that the Giants won just because I've got some Giants fans in my family. So, you know, it's always nice when uh, when the people you have to live with and be around are happy with their football team. Uh, I wish I could express a similar sentiment, but the Dolphins haven't helped me out there yet. But it, it was a decent game, as decent a game as you could have between a team like Washington who had a win but isn't that good and a team like the Giants who hadn't won a game yet. So, you know, I was pleasantly surprised with uh, with how competitive and fun the game was to watch. Yeah, I think it was a lot of fun, too. And um, one of the things that that I took away from it was Matt Jones really played a lot. And if he didn't fumble at that goal line, um, he would have had a little bit different fantasy day uh, for for some people. Um, What did you think about what's going on now in that Redskins backfield? Yeah, it's a tough thing from a fantasy standpoint just because they seem to be coming from behind so often that they just abandon the run. And, I mean, we see it here in Miami. We see it, you know, all over the league where a lot of running backs are on losing teams and they're just not getting touches. You know, I I, I ended up uh, picking up Matt Jones after a strong week two. And, uh, luckily, uh, he was still on my bench when he fizzled out last week. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the dynamic works because there's still – Jade Rudin's still saying that, you know, Alfred Morris is his guy. That's going to be his quote-unquote workhorse. So, you know, I've got Morris on one of my fantasy teams. I'm not getting rid of him just yet. So we'll see how it plays out. But, um, you know, until either of them prove that they can be uh, productive on a somewhat consistent basis, they're going to be riding riding the pine. So, Dave, who do you um, who do you got for tomorrow, Ravens or Steelers? Uh, I am going with Michael Vick and the Steelers. I'm thinking the Ravens are going to continue their uh, stink fest. Their defense has been so unlike Baltimore defense. They've been giving up a ton of points, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Steelers and hope they continue to have the offensive success that they had with Ben with uh, with Vic running the show. And what about Dr. Ray? Dr. Ray, what are you who are you going for? Well, I'm actually gonna go the opposite way, um, and I'm gonna go with the Ravens just because you know the game that they had last week. I, you know, they, they have, I saw some fire in them. Um, you know, I, I know Steve Smith is an old guy now and everything, but that guy's playing out of his mind still. It's his last season. I think he wants to leave a legacy. Um, I think that, that, you know, the Steelers right now, Big Ben going down, Vic just kind of looked overwhelmed. I know he's going to have, you know, a, a week of practice now, but David's right that the Baltimore defense just hasn't been there, but, um, you know, the way that, that, that the game went for the Ravens last week in Cincinnati, I think they know that they need to keep pace and they need to, to do something if they want to stay in the race right now. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go towards Baltimore. I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game, um, but I think Baltimore is going to go ahead and, and pull it out in the end, even though Crockett Gilmore is, is out for the game this week and it's a, a short week for everybody. 
All right. See what so, the aliens do. So Dr. Ray well, took many? the Ravens. I'm sorry, Dr. Ray took the Ravens. David took the Steelers. Let me see who am I going to go with. Um, well, if I pick the Ravens and the Steelers win, David's going to go up on me. And uh, I think I'm going to go Steelers with Vic. And I think Vic, this is his last, his last go at it, his last uh, hurrah. I think. Uh, I think this is it for Vic. I think this is going to be his last uh, his last uh, outing, and I think it's going to be a good one, bro. And I I, uh, I like the Steelers, and like David said, I think the uh, the Ravens are on a on a slump, and I think they're going to continue to go down. So, uh, David, we're going to go two two on top of Doctor Ray, brother. Yeah, he's coming closer to going out and making that uh, green and orange purchase. Well, believe it or not, I already have some green and some orange. Um, I use it whenever I needed to work around the house, you know, painting and that kind of stuff. Um, so, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. But um, I got plenty of friends to borrow some UF stuff, some UN stuff from. But because it's a bet, I will actually go out and purchase. Um, got to support the other rival school just because it's the principality of it all. And I don't know if that's a word, but it sounds good. So. We're going to go with it. Now, uh, some Dolphins. David, tell me what is going on here. I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. Do you, do you have an idea of where we can start? I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you see going on right now? Uh, it's not pretty. I mean, you know, I'll start right in the middle where, where a lot of coaches start building their teams, and that's in the trenches. That's with the offensive line and the defensive line. And right now they're both uh, detrimental to the team. The offensive line, I mean, especially that left side just uh, is leaky as hell. Tannehill, I mean, you can tell he's uncomfortable and he's not happy feet, and you can't really blame him. I mean, if you guys watch, I'm sure you watched the Bill game last week. He was peeling himself off the dress like every other play. So it, it's tough uh, It's tough to run an offense, even a fast-paced offense, when uh, the quarterback doesn't even have two or three seconds to uh, set himself up. And then the defensive line, this was supposed to be the strength of the team, and they have one sack, and it came in week one, and it was a guy who wasn't even in uniform last week. I mean, there's a major problem, and I'm, I'm really starting to get frustrated once again for the, you know, it happens every year. I'm getting so frustrated with Kevin Coyle because, like, you see good coaches in the league. When things aren't working, they change it up. They'll move guys around on the line. They'll try different blitzes. There's just, you know, put Sue at DN like they used to do with Albert Hainsworth before he started, you know, being terrible. Like, just be inventive. Do something that's going to catch your opponent off guard. Don't just keep doing the same damn thing over and over. It's going to work. The system's going to work. You just have to believe it. Like, no, it's not working. It hasn't worked now for what, like eight, nine games, if you go back to last year? So it's it's beyond frustrating. I know you guys are with me on that. And uh, hopefully – you know, they they have the talent that they are – they're a much better team than they're playing like. Like, they can be a lot better. So I'm hoping that this is the week that they figure out whatever they need to figure out internally and they turn something around because if they have another week where they just look lethargic and uninspired, there's going to be a lot of change that's going to happen in Daisy, and it should be sooner rather than later. Well, I totally agree. Um, David, I don't know if you know – 
if you know a little bit of Cuban Spanish, but that guy Philbin está pasmao, man, pasmao. <laughs> and, you know, this guy, he looks out there, he's not enthusiastic, he's not, he doesn't remind me of a football coach. He reminds me of a nice old grandpa, you know, you know, on the farm, you know, on top of his tractor, todo tranquilo. He doesn't look like a like a football coach, bro, and, and his his demeanor, his his style, I don't know, it's not... It doesn't coincide with a fo- with what at least I think a football coach should be. Am I am I wrong? Am I right? What do, What do you think? No, I think I think you're spot on. I like you know like I was saying before. How do you imagine grown ass men who play football for a living? Is this the kind of guy that's going to inspire them? Is this the kind of guy that's going to motivate them to go out on the field and play with passion and emotion? I don't think so. I don't think he could motivate anybody. He's a great coordinator. You know, he was great as an offensive coordinator in Green Bay. He's very organized. He's very meticulous. He knows how to strategize. But as a head coach, it seems like he doesn't know how to delegate properly. He doesn't know how to take charge when he should. He's horrible at clock management. And I was really hoping, you know, all right, three years in the system, maybe things are going to turn around this year and we're finally going to see something evolve. But the fact that it's been so stagnant, I, I'm just – I'm almost to the point where I'm over the whole coaching staff. And, and, you know, Bill Lazor, for, you know, for what he did last year, he improved the offense. But this year, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to get a little frustrated. You know, we're not, seeing, we're not seeing any bubble screen type plays. We're not seeing him stick with the run at all, even though the run actually did well last year. They averaged uh, – both running backs, both individually and combined, averaged 5.4 yards a carry. And they only ran the ball like 16 times. Total. So there's just so many things wrong that need to change. And many, like you're absolutely right, Philbin. You know, if he's not motivating his players, he's certainly not motivating his coaches. So what, what's he doing? He, he's a uh, he's out. He's a uh, he's a personal assistant at best, man. And uh, like you said, he's <laughs> not motivating the players. And I think that's what's wrong with Sue. I really think Sue, which. I really, uh, I really could differ. I, I, I don't know what his final contract was, but I could give you, you know, a bunch of millions of reasons why he should be motivated. But um, I hear you, man. I hear you. He doesn't motivate the players to their full potential, man. And uh, I think there, there better be some changes soon. What do, what do you think, Doctor Ray? Well, listen. First of all, I agree with you on the motivating factor. You know, but at the end of the day, too, these these players, uh, you know, they got to get up and they got to go too. I mean, you got to have some pride in your in your product. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, the coach is definitely responsible for motivating and motivating. Listen, if if I was Philbin right now at this point, what I would do is just play Al Pacino speech from any given Sunday, and you know, before the games and get these guys motivated. I would do something to try to increase some motivation, but I want to do I do want to focus on a bright spot. Um, and I think that that bright spot has been the emergence of Rashard Matthews. Um, David, do you know, are they building Rashard Matthews into the playbook more, or is Tannehill just developing that chemistry with him? Or what do you see, um, you know, from from your point of view, um, going on with that little chemistry that, that's happening? And do you think that Rashard Matthews is going to be a viable fantasy option moving forward? Uh, yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right, Dr. A, that there are – Definitely, him and Tannehill are definitely forming a chemistry. Ryan's looking his way a lot. 
and uh, he's certainly become the number two receiver on this team behind Landry. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily the game plan that's doing it uh, because they don't really seem to plan for specific players as they do just running their plays and running their scheme, and it's just kind of how the game flow goes with this team, which, you know, is what we're complaining about. But, um, you know, right now, yeah, he's a fantasy option. I mean, back-to-back weeks, over 100 yards. He's got uh, three touchdowns, I believe, on the season now, which is most on the team. He's got more yards than anybody else on the team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if I had if I had the wherewithal to pick him up, which I didn't in my leagues, then I'd definitely think about plugging him in the lineup this week for sure. Well, All right, um, that's now, what I'm you. suggesting, and, and that's what's one of the things that I did as well too, so. Go ahead, Dan, Manny. No, I was about to say, all right, David, enough about this uh, depressing Dolphin uh, topic. What's up with the Florida Panthers and my homeboy, David Dwork, the sports dwarf playing goalie against some uh, Florida Panther alumni? Is that what I saw on social media? Yeah, man. Um, it was uh, last last Saturday the, the Panthers hosted this uh, charity game that featured uh, like 10 um, Panthers alumni and uh, the Coral Springs uh, Police Department and Fire Department. And um, I got a phone call earlier in the week from uh, Steve Goldstein, who's a friend of mine. He works uh, on the Panthers broadcasting team, and he was saying that they might need an extra goalie, so would I be available? And, of course, I said yes. I mean, you know, when I was on the ice before the game started and we were, like, doing the introduction to the National Anthem, like, I was standing – right in between a bunch of the Panthers. And, like, I look to my left, and I see Ed Giovinazzi, Ray Shepard, and Bill Lindsay. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm just thinking, wow, when I was a kid and I was first getting into hockey, these were the guys who I was cheering for. I was collecting their hockey cards. And now I'm on the ice with them. It it was just surreal, man. It was one of those, like, once-in-a-lifetime experiences. It was really cool. Wow, man. That's probably... That's probably the equivalent of uh, me playing with, I don't know, Dom Mattingly, Ozzy Smith, and Jose Canseco when I was growing up, man. Oh, wow. Uh, how how did that feel? How how was it? It was great. It was, you know, the first time I got out there, um, you know, I took my place in the net, and I was just kind of watching the, the play down at the other end, and I think I even said out loud, I was just like, this is insane. Like, it, it was so cool. And I'm very fortunate that uh, my wife was there and my dad was there, so they were filming it for me and they got some pictures. So, you know, it's the kind of thing that I'll be able to relive and hopefully show to my kids someday. But it, it was it was really cool. I mean, there was a couple of times where I made, a, I made a nice save on one of the Panthers players, and, you know, they'd come up and they'd tap me on the pads and tell me, you know, nice save. And those little things is what, like, makes it so amazing for me is just, you know, the little chatty conversations and, you know, the fist bumps after a nice play. I mean, doing that with guys who, you know, were your heroes when you were a kid, it's it's crazy. You know, it's like if I got to play catch with Marino, it's just the kind of thing where you're just unbelievable that you're even getting to do it. Oh, yeah, and did they did they rip it at you? Did they really go full speed or, or did they tone it down a notch? Uh, I'd say they w- – it varied, but I'd say, like, the hardest they went, which wasn't often, but, you know, every once in a while they'd, they'd pick up ahead of speed, speed and uh, pop in and take a hard shot. But I'd say probably they were going at, like, 75 to 80% when they were going, you know, full speed. 
So I think if they were going, like, 100% as hard as they could, they probably would have, like, taken my head off with some of those shots. But, um, <laughs> but no, it was, it was cool, man. Like, one guy, um, uh, Serge Paye came in at one point and ripped the shot that, that uh, I got with my glove, and um, it's just, like, it's such a cool feeling. But I feel like he could have shot it a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful well, when I'll you tell you what, it was, yeah, but I saw it on, on social media, too, man. It was an awesome save. Uh, it reminded me, you know, I'm not a big hockey fan like we talked about before. I'm excited to get to a game this year. But uh, one thing that I did love growing up was uh, the Mighty Ducks. I've literally probably watched the Mighty Ducks one and two and three, almost like I used to come. I remember I used to get home from school, and I used to watch it every single day. And um, <clears throat> it's just awesome to see you doing that, man. It's, it's really, really cool, something that, you know, I've ice skated before. Ice skating itself is not easy. Um, and then to play hockey on, on ice and on skates, I mean, man, it's crazy. And then, uh, you know, just watching that save was cool, man. So congratulations. Glad you got to live out one of your dreams. Um, and then to be able to talk about it on the radio. I mean, how, how much better does that get? Yeah, man, it, it's awesome. It, it's so cool. Like, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. I, you know, I wish that you guys will someday have some kind of similar experience. But, um, you know, I'm just very thankful that uh, that I got the opportunity. Well, no, Dave, Excellent, man. No, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Doctor. No, uh, Manny. I was just going to say, actually, um, <clears throat> Dave. I know that we uh, we got to let you go here soon in a minute, but um, I did want to ask you. I've got um, a listener, a uh, buddy of mine, Nick, is listening to the show right now, and. Uh, shout out to Nick and nickspages.com. If you guys need any website help, check out nickspages.com. Um, but also, he wants to know, what are the Finns going to do right now to rebound? What do you think is going to be the determining factor to have them rebound right now? Uh, I think it's really going to have to come from some kind of defensive pressure. They're, they're going to have to generate some kind of excitement on that side of the ball to really show like there's any kind of progress and that they've taken – another step forward because we know that even with the offensive line being terrible, we know that the offense can still, you know, figure out a way to put points up. They're not going to put up 30, 40 points uh, until the line starts playing better, but they're still, they're still able to put up, you know, 20 to 25 points. And so the defense is really going to have to be that spark that says, all right, we're going to shut this team down. We have the talent. We, we're going to be able to hold teams to 15 points a game and we're going we're gonna to beat them in low-scoring games. That, that's going to be the only way that they could possibly succeed this year until they fix the offensive line is by the defense just shutting down teams the way we've seen them do in spurts, but we need it to be consistent. And that D-line has got to get pressure because no team, no team is going to be afraid of you until you start pressuring their quarterback. They're not going to be afraid to run at you. They're not going to be afraid to have their quarterback do any number of things back there because he's not worried about being hit. So it's really going to have to come from that defensive front. Excellent, excellent. All right, my friend. Well, thanks for the input. Congratulations again. Um, and, again, let everybody know real quick where they can follow you, and then we'll go ahead and we'll let you go for the night, and then we'll close up the show. All right, cool, man. I appreciate it. I, I was telling Manny before I got a, a fantasy hockey draft, and I haven't done fantasy hockey in, like, four or five years, so – I want to I make sure I'm prepared as best I can be. But um, you can read my stuff on cbsmiami.com. Just click on the sports page. And uh, you can also see me on Twitter. I tweet out uh, a lot of the stuff that I write and a lot of my you know, thoughts and 
you know, Dolphins news, stuff like that. So on Twitter, it's at David's Work. And, um, and yeah, that's it. Come, come give me a shout. All right, David. Good luck on your fantasy hockey draft, brother. Ah, thank you. It looks like I have the fourth pick, which is exactly where I like to be, in the middle of the uh, of the order. So, so far, so good. I had no idea they even had that, so uh, good luck, bro. <laughs> All right, guys. Later. Take care. That was our very own Sports Dwarf, bringing you all the sports news and entertainment you need. Thanks again for listening in. We hope you enjoyed Sports with the Sports Dwarf, David Dwarf. Now, don't be a real dork. The show's not over. Keep listening. Here are Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III. Yeah, baby, that's right. Don't be a dork. Keep listening. All right, so we are going to go ahead and wrap up the show here now. I don't know how we did it, Manny, but we did it. We we were able to do it all. We talked to, but we even had us. We talked about the emotional side of health. We had our sports dwarf minute. We came up with the with the punishment for the loser of our Thursday night pick'em. We talked about ISPS tournaments. I mean, we even talked about the pocket radar and the CEO Steve Goody was on with us. Um, so great show as always. Looking forward to next week here. Um, of course, yes. we're going to have David back on. He's going to tell us all about uh, fantasy hockey and what's going on with that. And we're going to talk about, actually, next week, we will know the winner of the Fantasy Baseball Hot Corner Listener League. Right now, the championship is on. It's a battle between me and B-Man 58. So my buddy Brandon and I are going at it, and it's all about streaming pitchers this week and getting into it, and baseball's winding down. The pennant races are in and on, and there's so much that goes into it. But uh, we're going to spend a little bit more time talking about that last week to wrap up all of fantasy baseball. And also, we're getting into the bye weeks, guys. We're getting into the bye weeks for fantasy football. So um, if you guys have any questions about what's going on, who you should pick up, who to drop, um, if you don't know what, you know, we can try to help you out, figure out some speculation. So feel free to give us a call, Dr. as Ray. always. Hey, Dr. Ray, I got a what's question. Up? What's so up with got, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, man? Should I drop him off and pick up uh, Bortles? He's pretty much the only quarterback available. Well, here's what I would say. I wouldn't drop Big Ben because somebody else is going to stash him. Now, he doesn't have a, a, a season-ending injury. He's, he's supposedly out four to six weeks. Um, and, you know, in six weeks he could potentially be back. And if you make it to the playoffs, you want to have Big Ben on your team. So I would not okay. drop Ben what? Roethlisberger. I would drop somebody else. Drop another. If you have more running backs and you have receivers, drop your worst running back. Um, if you need to pick up another quarterback to make something happen this week, then do that. But do not drop Ben because otherwise somebody else is going to scoop him up and somebody else could use him against you later on, especially in the playoffs. All right, good to know. Cancel that transaction. And I'm just going to wait. <laughs> I'm going to wait until I really need a quarterback. Right now, I got. There you go. Uh, I put Taylor in. Taylor from Buffalo. That's what I was gonna say. If you can, if Tyrod Taylor is out there, um, go ahead and pick him up. He's been playing great. His QBR is is great, which is a QB rating. Um, he's making efficient passes. He's dropping dimes. He's throwing the ball with some heat. He's also making nice touch passes. I mean, he's looking like he's the real deal. And I actually just went ahead and picked up Carlos Williams, who's also looking like he's the real deal. Uh, the running back from Florida State, I'll tell you what, he looks 
like he's running more comfortably in the NFL than he did at Florida State. So, I mean, who knows? The, the guy is just a monster. He's built for it. So, if you've got Carlos Williams out on your waiver wire, LaShawn McCoy's got this hamstring injury. It could be plaguing him all year. Carlos Williams has a touchdown in every single game so far. Um, and he's in for a little bit more of a workload. He's taking first-team reps right now. So that would be a good pickup for this week, especially as we get into those bye weeks. So look out for that. Um, and, and uh, you know, check, check out Carlos Williams. Um, but, all right, that's the advice for the night. Guys, want to thank you for listening. As always, check us out on Twitter at Dr. Ray T at ISPSO. Um, as always, you can go to uh, internationalslowpitchsoftball.com and you can check out what's happening there and the message boards and all the tournaments that are coming up. Uh, you can always check out my website for more information about ways to stay healthy naturally. Uh, I've got plenty of good blogs up at 353heal.com or chiropractorinmiami.com, one of the two, whatever it is that you want to go. And we want to thank you guys, of course, for listening and for being a part of the show here as always. Um, and remember, next week we got another one, another great one lined up for you. Uh, we actually have John Kilburn from Softball 365 coming up uh, as a special guest next week. So plenty of softball and, of course, plenty of, of sports. And the final part of our three-part health topic, we're going to be talking about the chemical side of health, and that may actually be the most important one. So big, big show next week. Looking forward to it, guys. Uh, Manny, thank you for putting together a great show as always. Uh, you have any closing remarks before before we get out of here, Manny? I uh, just want to give thanks to David Dwork. You can follow him at David Dwork on Twitter and also Pocket Radar, at Pocket Radar on Twitter. And, of course, Dr. Ray, at Dr. Ray T. And my personal Twitter is at Manuel Ferrero if you want to follow me. Uh, and that's pretty much it, Dr. Ray. Go Dolphins, man. We're playing in uh, we're playing in London this week at 9.30 in the morning. Jesus. Yeah, you got to wake up. You got to get those lineups set a little bit early. It's, remember now we got a London game. So, uh, so big, big deal here this, this week coming up. So, anyway, guys, thank you all for listening. Uh, get ready for the Dolphins this week. Early game time up in London. As we play the Jets, big game, um, and and good luck in your fantasy lineups. And, uh, of course, tomorrow, go Ravens. And hopefully we'll be seeing Manny and David in some FSU clothes in just a little while. Uh, again, thank you guys all for listening to the Hot Corner. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. And uh, until then, everybody out there, be well. Peace. You've just heard the Hot, Hot Corner, Corner Show. Show on the ISPS Radio Podcast Network with a softball-playing chiropractor and official chiropractor of ISPS, Dr. Ray Tolmos, and commissioner of international slow-pitch softball, Manuel T. Ferrero III. Remember to follow the show and hosts on Twitter and Facebook at ISPSO, at D-R-R-A-Y-T. We hope you enjoyed the show and invite you to listen in to Dr. Ray and Manuel T. Ferrero III each and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on the International Slow Pitch Softball Radio Podcast Channel at ISPSRadio.com.